Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special NFC Championship edition Ooh. of Sports Extra. Did I get a woo? You sure did. Yeah, woo. That's that's pretty pumped for Alec. Alec <laughs> Osmus is in the newsroom wooing it up. And uh, Carly Murata, no woo from Carly. <laughs> She's just keeping it even, even keel. keel at all times. But she is also excited, I promise you, as we're going to talk about the Packers and Buccaneers, Rodgers versus Brady. And the winner gets to go to the Super Bowl back in Tampa. So the road to Tampa goes through Tampa for Green Bay. And that's what we're going to talk about here. And the first thing we are going to talk about, because I know everyone wants to talk about it when they look at this matchup, is Carly, they're going to say Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. And for Rodgers, we think he's about to be named the MVP right before mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. He already won one of the MVP awards this week. He's playing at that level. But... Boy, was it a different story in that first matchup in the regular season. Yeah, maybe that's why my expression is like this, because I'm about to talk about Aaron Rodgers' worst offensive game this entire season, the Packers' worst offensive game, where Rodgers threw an uncharacteristic zero passing touchdowns. He had two interceptions, one for a pick six. Both interceptions did turn into 14 points for Tampa Bay. Rodgers was sacked four times for a loss of 42 yards. He threw for 160 yards, which was his second lowest this season. He did really struggle against the Blitz, completing five of 16 passes for 48 yards when blitzed. He had a season-worst completion completion percentage and passer rating. The Packers also had their lowest point total all season, so it's safe to say that Tampa Bay gave this future MVP a lot of trouble. They scored 38 straight points against the Packers, but when asked this week, Rodgers said to Pat McAfee, I think the week six game matters just about as much as when the Saints went to Tampa and beat them. 38-3, to and he's saying that obviously because the Buccaneers turned around and beat the Saints last week to earn a spot in the NFC title game. So, you know, he also just said this is a funny game. Things change. Teams change and evolve, either get better or worse. Not much staying the same. Obviously, the Packers look a lot better. He did call that game an anomaly. He said a lot of it was because of the way the Packers prepared that week. He didn't like the way that the team practiced. So, He's saying, you know, it's meaningless what happened in week six. It's a whole new week. It's the NFC Championship game. It's at Lambeau. He feels a lot better about it. And, guys, they won't have David Bakhtiari, which, you know, hurts them. But, obviously, that offensive line held up last week against the Rams. So, so what do you think? How, how much does week six matter coming into Sunday? I think the recipe is pretty simple in this one. Just don't turn the football over against Tom Brady and this Buccaneers team. Yes, we saw what happened back when they played last time. But even last week uh, for the Buccaneers, against the Saints. What, four turnovers from the Saints? Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 21 points off those four turnovers. That's a football game right there. So don't turn the football over. I know it sounds simple, but easier said than done against Tom Brady, no doubt. The big question for me is, was it scheme or was it personnel? Because we have seen in years past, I know, I know we say the, the easy thing to say in sports is often what happens early in the season doesn't matter, but sometimes it does. Case in point, just look at the 49ers last year. That regular season game was just a prelude of what we saw in the postseason because that was a personnel mismatch for the Packers. The question, I, I, and I haven't answered it to myself yet, I'll admit, is what Tampa did on defense. Was that a personnel matchup situation, or was it simply a scheme issue where the Packers just weren't necessarily prepared for what the Bucs were going to do defensively? Because you can prepare now. Now they know what the Bucs' game plan is going to be. The question is, will that make a difference? I do think that in this case we're going to see a very different game because I do think there was a lot of scheme involved. But that, that's what we have to decide in the end, scheme or personnel. 
because the personnel is pretty much the same. The scheme, though, is something that you can change a lot between week six and now, uh, what are we at, week 19 mm -hmm. or whatever into the season. Now, when we look at this matchup going back to the last game, I mentioned we're, we're talking about Brady, we're talking about Rodgers. So what about the Tom Brady effect there, Alec? Uh, it's alive and well, believe it or not. At his age, he's still getting it done. Now, Tampa, they ended the regular season on a four-game winning streak. Now they've won back-to-back -back playoff games. Things are really starting to heat up for Tom Brady and this offense. They put up about 35 points in the process. As I said, they won six straight. However, part of that was Antonio Brown starting to get some chemistry on this offense with, with the Buccaneers. He's out this week with well, a knee injury, and even if he would have been on the field, a guy like that could even almost be a decoy uh, for some matchups on defense. So no Antonio Brown. That changes things, but here it is. Uh, Actually, before I get to the Tom Brady effect, I wanted to point out they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Here's mm -hmm. something interesting. Wide receiver Mike Evans, week one in the postseason against Washington. Six receptions for 119 yards. Last week against New Orleans, one reception for just three yards. He's having trouble staying on the field with some injuries as well. Chris Godwin, five receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown uh, in, against Washington. And then last week against the Saints, just four receptions for 34 yards. I know they have a ton of weapons on this offense for the Bucs, but things right now, uh, it's all over the place with who's going to be the guy. But yes, that Tom Brady effect, I have some interesting things written down about Tom Brady. Uh, in their last, dating back to week 12 here, uh, six games here, Tom Brady at 1,913 yards, 14 touchdowns, and, and just one interception in their last six games. Now here's something interesting. In Tom Brady's 20-year career, four times, Tom Brady and whatever team he's on, obviously it was with the Patriots, if they started out 0-1 on the season, which the Buccaneers did this year, Tom Brady ended up playing in the Super Bowl later that season. 20 years, if he starts off 0-1, it's happened four times, he made it to the Super Bowl. So, sorry, so uh, history is certainly in Tom Brady's favor right now. That sounds like a stat that is meaningless, but it Whoa. is interesting nonetheless. I mean, 0-1, <laughs> it makes the Super Bowl with Bill Belichick. Sure. History, I don't think, is going to repeat itself in that sense, but mm -hmm. Carly... When we look at Tom Brady in yeah. against his Packers defense, that is going to make a difference. Yeah, and I think we talked about this in week six. Just Tom Brady is an immobile quarterback. Um, that's how Goff was last week. So I think it's really up to this Packers pass rush to get after him. Um, I think they've really developed as of late. So let's see if they can get off after Brady and may maybe make him a little nervous out there at Lambeau. I do think you brought up, you called it the Brady effect down the stretch. I think that's important because yeah. this is a new offense. He's with the new head coach and Bruce Arians. You knew there were going to be hiccups early in the season. He's trying to build chemistry with Godwin and Evans and Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. And now he's got it. And I don't think that that's necessarily a fluke. I don't think that's just playing bad competition. I think that was maybe a bit of an inevitability of what we were expecting to see with so many weapons, even with Antonio Brown out. They have two Pro Bowl caliber receivers. You know, Rob Gronkowski, I mean, he's not what he was, but he's not necessarily a shell of his former self. He's looked right. pretty solid. I mean, they have so much on offense to work with that we kind of expected to see this out of Brady, and now we are. So, uh, like I said, that, that's kind of the real deal of what I was expecting by by the end of the season. It's not what we saw at the beginning of the season. And I do think that the Bucs will be okay without Antonio Brown. He had a few good games, but um, he wasn't the Antonio Brown of old. The Packers definitely have their hands full uh, on that end. But what I wanted to talk about is go back to that first game. What was really interesting was each team with the run game. And you would have sure. thought the Packers would have wanted to establish a run game. And they did okay. The Bucs have the number one rush defense in the NFL. 
they did limit the Packers to 94 yards. Matt LaFleur admitted that was because they pretty much gave up on the run as they were trying to play catch up in that 38 to 10 loss. But if you look at the stats here as to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did on offense, that's where it gets interesting because the Bucs are not a big rushing football team. Bruce Arians, he likes to throw it. Tom Brady, that's the whole reason he's there. We mentioned all these passing weapons, but look at what they did. Ronald Jones went off. 23 carries, 113 yards, two touchdowns. They averaged four and a half yards per carry in that game. Green Bay was very much middle of the pack, and we saw early in the season they were getting gashed by some teams, and this was one of those instances where we had some real concerns about this rush defense. This is one of the reasons why Snacks Harrison was added late in the season is because of games like this. Now, we hope... As Packers fans, I'm sure out there you're hoping that they have fixed this, whatever that issue was early in the season. But the Bucs were one of those teams that really exploited what the Packers were struggling against in the run game. That could be a huge factor. Again, the temperature's not going to be like ice cold, but it's going to be run the football type weather in the postseason. We noticed that Tom Brady's not turning the ball over, which means they want to run the football. They want sustained drives. They don't want to have to get in these third and long situations where he's throwing it all over the yard down the field. So this is going to be vitally important is the Packers need to avoid that again. They need to avoid giving up, you know, 113 yards to Ronald Jones uh, if they want to be able to come out ahead in this game. I think that's a vital key for them. I think uh, just to add to that, if you look at the Packers' last three games, the end of the regular season, the Bears, I think they had right around 100 yards rushing, nothing huge. Uh, last week against the Rams, Cam Akers, 90 yards, no touchdowns. I'm okay with them giving up maybe 90 yards. Like you pointed out, if they aren't giving up these huge gains, multiple touchdowns in the running game, but it's encouraging that here we are later in the season when it is getting colder and they are, it seems like the run defense has maybe uh, figured things out where previously in this season, it was always like, oh, that's the weak link uh, with this Packers team. They can't stop the run. And I'm not saying that, they, that they've got it all figured out, no doubt, but it does seem like things are trending uh, maybe in the right direction with the run defense right now. And we talk uh, about the passing game for the Bucks. I should note that Kevin King was apparently out with a bit mm -hmm. of a back issue today. So they're monitoring that or the Packers. That would be huge. Now they did just pick up Tremont mm -hmm. Williams this week for this exact scenario where they need a plug and play guy at corner. Who knows the defensive scheme here. So Tremont Williams is back as a backup option. But Kevin King, keep an eye. I think he'll play. But that's definitely something that you're going to want to notice as the injury report comes out later today. What's he listed as? And then as you get into Saturday and Sunday, if there's any reports as to him really having a back flare up, uh, then that could be huge for the Packers. Don't think that'll happen. All right, so it is going to be prediction time in a moment. But Carly, I know that we had a poll question here. Yes. And it was, of course, Brady Rogers. Yes, we do have a poll question. It is who throws for more yards in the NFC title game, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? And when looking at the results, Aaron Rodgers, 68%, Tom Brady, 32%. So most of the Packer fans out there are thinking that Rodgers is going to throw it all over this Bucks defense come Sunday. I actually think Tom Brady might have more passing yards. I don't, I don't know what you guys Ooh. voted, but <laughs> I was one Ooh. of those votes for ah. Tom Brady. I'm not, you'll see what I predict, but I, I just think uh, the Packers need to get that run game going a little bit more against them. Yeah, they definitely need to run it more. And it'd be, it'd be interesting. Again, Brady's had a few really big games this season and it really comes down if he hits a big one or two like Chris Godwin goes off for a 60 yarder that that could be all the difference in the world Alec what what do you think there? well obviously with Tom Brady he's been there and done that in these games I mean you all week you hear about these 
stats. He's played in 14 conference championship games. He's like nine and four in those games. I mean, the guy's been there. He's done that. It seems like father time is not necessarily slowing down Tom Brady. Um, Gosh, I still he's think older I, than me, Alec. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I thought about going that like route. That, okay? I thought about happy 39th birthday to the one and only Lance Feaster. But uh, I was I still think I would lean towards Aaron Rodgers, maybe throwing the football a little bit better. I think in the last three games, the Packers have had three different leading receivers, whether it's Devonta Adams, Alan Lazard or MVS. So uh, that's a good sign as well. I think I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers as far as the poll question goes. Rick just commented. He said Brady. Uh, Tyrone says Brady for 450 yards. Huh. So I don't know if that's Packers hate or if uh, Tyrone <laughs> really believes that that's going to happen. We had a few other people comment. Kathleen says Packers all the way. Um, going back, we saw Kim go Pack go, and then somebody had a prediction on a score: 27 to 20 or 27 to 17. Jamie says the Packers are going to win, and that's that's the okay. big question now, Carly. You said you were going to give us your prediction. It is prediction time. Packers favored in this one by three and a mm -hmm. half points. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Packers will cover. I think the Packers will go to the Super Bowl. Um, I just think that because it's Aaron Rodgers' first time playing at Lambeau Field in an NFC Championship game, he's been waiting so long for this. I think he's going to take advantage of the opportunity, I believe, in Matt LaFleur to make those adjustments. And basically, I just think the Packers are the better team. I do believe that that game um, in Week 6 was an anomaly, as Aaron Rodgers said it. So it'll be a different game, and I think this time the Packers will come out on top. Alec, I know it'll pain you to see the Packers right. go to the Super Bowl, but do you think it's going to happen? I do, but I am concerned because, and here's why, is like this is almost too good to be true. An MVP-like season for Rodgers. Rodgers and Matt LaFleur are just buddies now. Uh, it's outside, it's cold, it's Lambeau. It's just, it almost feels like it's too good to be true. So I'm a little concerned on that. However, I will take the Packers and they will beat the spread. I think Mason Crosby might be important in this game. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, J.K. Scott pitching the football to the oldest, skinniest guy on the team on a botched field goal, and he's getting tackled. Your kicker shouldn't have a shoulder injury. Uh, that's I, I won't. I'll digress on that. Kickers but I just, are athletes too. Alex. I didn't say Mason Crosby hate, okay? isn't an athlete, but shouldn't Mason like, Crosby can score a touchdown? Shouldn't Tim Boyle be the holder just in case <laughs> that happens and he can roll out and throw it? I just what is going on with the special teams right now? I talked about that last week. So as a Vikings fan, you want to talk about kickers? Is that what you, oh, you know, just said? Gosh, man. Dude, okay, and fine. Alec wants to move on now. Yeah, can we go? Can we move on now? Okay, so uh, <laughs> here's the thing, Packers. I think with Packers fans, the reason that you're going to be nervous is two reasons. One, what happened in week six. And I mentioned there is always that chance that there is a matchup situation that, that the Bucs were able to exploit in week six that they'll be able to exploit again. I just feel like that was fluky. It felt fluky, a pick six. I mean, I don't think we're going to see that again. And I do think that the Packers understand scheme-wise now what the Bucs are going to want to do defensively. They'll be able to game plan around it. So the other thing that makes you nervous if you're a Packers fan is recent history, okay? They, they've gone now to the NFC Championship game four times, I believe, since 2014. They've lost the last three. Obviously, they got blown out last year. They didn't do, I mean, it wasn't really that close in Atlanta. And then you had the game that shall not be mentioned in Seattle. But there's a big difference this time. I just mentioned in San Francisco, in Atlanta, in Seattle. This one is at Lambeau Field. This is the first time back at Lambeau Field since 2007. Now the Packers didn't win that game in 2007, but for Aaron Rodgers, this is his first time since going to the Super Bowl uh, when they won it all, that he's going to get a home playoff game. I think that makes all the difference in the world, even with a limited crowd in the stands. 
there is just a comfortability there, and I think it is going to prove to be the difference. I think the Packers are going to cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. I think they're going to Tampa. And then we're going to have a real interesting conversation based on who wins the AFC because I think the Packers have a shot, even against Kansas City. That's another story for another day, but for right now, I'm going to take the Packers to pull this thing if off. If there's an upset to go on this weekend, it definitely could be the Bills over the Chiefs. I mean, the, right. because the, the last couple games, the Bills – Red zone defense is number one in the NFL, and Kansas City is just the opposite. They can't score. They're settling for field goals. Granted, they get points pretty much every possession, but if there's an upset to take place this weekend, it could definitely be the Bills over Kansas City. And Lance, you talked about the limited fans at, at Lambeau Field, but I was there covering the last game against the Rams, and although it was 9,000 fans, it sounded like 90,000. I know all the players said that after the game, but it really makes a big impact. I went in there with little expectations that the fans would really make this much noise, but when you're there, it, it's pretty impressive how loud it is because these fans are just so excited to be there, and it, I really think it made a difference, so I think it will make a difference also on Sunday. So Mark says Packers are going to beat Brady. Rodgers needs another ring. Brady has enough of them. Uh, a lot of people would agree with that. And then Katie says the weather will make a difference. Go, mm -hmm. Pack, go. And it could. Obviously, the Bucs are used to playing in warmer weather. But in this case, a lot of times you look at the quarterback, and Tom Brady has extensive history playing in this cold weather. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski's mm -hmm. playing in cold weather. I think from a quarterback standpoint is where it gets interesting sometimes. Some quarterbacks really do have bad records, especially you talk about Drew Brees coming outside of a dome. You know, guys, it's about throwing the football and can they do it with a glove on and that type of thing. Brady, there will be no issues with him in the cold this week. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun game to watch. I really do think it's going to be interesting. Uh, we did have one other comment. Matt said one X factor. Obviously, Alex says it's uh, Mason Crosby. I'll let that be your <laughs> X factor. Carly, can you think of one player <laughs> That might prove to be an X factor here this week. Yeah, um, I'm going to say Aaron Jones just because I think that the run game has to throw those Buccaneers linebackers off a little bit. I think they just got after Rodgers in that week six matchup. So um, I think if Aaron Jones can get going early, if the Packers can develop that cushion early on, um, that, that'll be really good for the Packers moving forward in that game. Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, X-Factor. Yeah, I'm going to go X-Factor. Let's go, let's go defense for the Packers, and I'm going to say I'm going to cheat a little bit. We'll say the Smiths on the defensive side of the football. I think the Packers need to and are going to find a way to get after Tom Brady, and that could be all the difference in this game is disrupt Brady and make him get rid of the football a little bit early and force him into a mistake. So I think pass rush for the Packers, and I, I feel the Smiths. They're going to find a way to scheme Zadarius and Preston into some sack situations. I think uh, that could be... That could be the difference between going to the Super Bowl or not. One more, Rob, our buddy Rob, says 31-20, Packers. So Big there one. you go. Thank you, Rob, and thank you to everyone who joined us here for this NFC Championship edition of Sports Extra. We will be back for a Super Bowl edition of Sports Extra if our predictions are correct here in this week of Sports Extra. But for now, I want to thank you so much for watching. You can continue to watch WKOW throughout the week. We'll have coverage of this NFC Championship game coming up tonight and tomorrow Saturday with Al and I hanging out at Lambeau Field coming up on Sunday. Thanks so much for watching, everybody, and have a great weekend no matter what you're doing. Say goodbye, everyone. Thanks for watching. Good night.